2: Happer and Shaper. It says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me?
0: Whatever, make me a bicycle, clown. On
2: 937 The Ticket and the TicketFM.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's awake smart. <laughs> this is Happer and Shaper. Welcome back in, hour number two. Three. <laughs> Close. And a 33% chance to get that right. Third and final hour of Happer and Schaefer here on 937 The Ticket, the TicketFM.com. Connor Happer with you this morning. Schaefer should be back tomorrow. Um. Obviously, craziness going around in the world of college football. I've seen this, um, I've seen this thought go around, bounce around Husker Nation, I guess, if you will. With all the money that's kind of being thrown around the sport, and, you know, uh, Brian Kelly getting 100 million, Mel Tucker, and James Franklin, and Lincoln Riley, and all the craziness um, being around it, which, you know, once again, as far as the money is concerned, it it's it's just gonna keep going and going and going. There's more money that gets poured into this every year, and it kind of resets, and and that's the way it kind of goes. But as far as how it all kind of relates to Nebraska, I've seen the 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 thought out there of like, hey, aren't we really happy now that you know after seeing all this that Nebraska isn't really involved? And that they don't have to be competing with the kind of craziness, and they they wouldn't have to be out there, you know, paying whatever coach they were trying to get a hundred million dollars. And first of all, like, there's a couple responses that I have to that. First of all, it's like, well, if Nebraska had a hundred million dollars and they were willing to pay it for a coach, I would implore them to do so. You know, like if you feel like you can compete at that level and you have an in with a guy and and you know all that stuff, then yes, then you should. But then the second part is is the more is the part that I want to dive into a little bit. I want to hear from you guys on this at 402-464-5685. If Nebraska is mixed up in this coaching search right now, and they're out there looking because they decided to go the other way on Scott Frost, are they at the same level that? USC, Oklahoma, Notre Dame and LSU were at and even Penn State if they were looking to to high, like answer this question realistically right now. If Nebraska, who had just come off of a 3 and 9 season, 5 17 18 19 20 21, five straight losing seasons, six straight seasons without a bowl game, or five straight seasons without a bowl game, I guess, as well. Um, are they going to go out right now and steal away a high-ranking coach? A coach that is already at a, a good Power 5 job and is well-respected. like And, and, and the people... The fans at that job, at said job, want him to stay, you know? Is Nebraska going to do that? My answer is really pretty flatly no. And I'm sorry, like, that's, I think that's hard probably for some people to hear, but where Nebraska's at as a program right now, and this doesn't even begin to get into the financial piece of it, but, like, where, where Nebraska's at as a program right now, it's just not there. I mean, hell, even think about this four years ago when Scott Frost was hired. They were able to get him because they, you know, because he went here. And he loves the place, which is awesome. But, you know, (laughs) it fell into their lap a little bit. And by the way, that's a hot group of five coach. So let's take out all, you know all of everything else, and he certainly was the the pick of the litter that year in 2017. But right now, the movement that you're seeing in the sport, the stealing of Lincoln Riley to USC from Oklahoma with its own circumstances, That's a that's a Power Five coach at an elite job that's being taken away by another Power Five by, by another elite job. Same thing with LSU and Brian Kelly. That's an elite job that you've gone in and got an elite coach to go to another elite job. Let's look at the last. I mean, look at all Nebraska's hires since Tom Osborne. This, this is not new. This is not like, and I am I know I mentioned Nebraska's lack of success over the last couple of years. Um, and, and where it sits currently is certainly important. But think about where Nebraska's gone for their hires. And I'm not saying that this is like a, this, this is what, you, obviously this is not what you need to do. It hasn't warranted that much success for Nebraska over the last 20. But their hires have been in-house, fired NFL coach kind of in house right a, de- a basically a defensive coordinator at, at a at a national championship winning program lower level power 5 and then group of 5 Those have been Nebraska's head coaching hires. If you were to just, if you're erasing the names and you're just categorizing them from what they were previously doing, those 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 have been Nebraska's last hires. Nothing about that says Nebraska is prepared to go into the market for Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley, um, even James Franklin, Mel Tucker. Right? So my question after all that, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. My question after all that is, is Nebraska even close to operating at that level of the sport to where this really even, you know, if they were involved in some sort of a coaching search right now, the trickle down I think probably reaches them, but they're not operating at that level of the sport. So I think, you know, the natural implication is like, hey, look at all these coaches who are now making $10 million a year. I'm really glad that Nebraska isn't in that situation on top of paying the Frost $20 million buyout. And I think, you know, the athletic department probably is as well. But I don't know that Nebraska would be paying their coach $20 million or $10 million a year. Because that coach wouldn't warrant it at this point. Now... It, if if you felt like you could really go after one of the elite coaches in the game who's already at a power who's already sitting at a power five job and that guy would come here then yeah you got to do whatever it takes to get him obviously <laughs> but I, I don't know that a Nebraska offer that is even comparable to a Notre Dame LSU even Penn State, USC, Oklahoma type of offer at this stage in the game for Nebraska even measures up. Like if you're looking at all those offer let's say you're Lincoln-Riley, right? And all those offer sheets are on a table. And it's like, well, USC, you know, Oklahoma to stay, uh, LSU, Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska would have to really blow you off the page if, if all the offer sheets money-wise look the same which it was 8 you know let's say 8 million dollars or something like that a year. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't know that we can really think about it that way. I I guess that I'm I'm glad Nebraska's not going through the the kind of craziness that it is right now. Um but at the same time they're not hiring on that level. If Nebraska had fired Scott Frost yesterday. You know, look what Virginia Tech just did. Virginia Tech just hired Penn State's defensive coordinator as their head coach. And this is not to cast any like th- this is not to say that none of this can't work. I, as I've always said, a- anybody can work. You're just your pool is a little bit smaller the lower down the level you go. And Nebraska's probably at about that level. You know, to to vaguely I su- summarize it, it's what Any of the last few hires for Nebraska have been that category of people. It's either A, group of five head coach, which there are good names there, Luke Fickle. B, sitting power five defensive coordinator. Or C, which is some defensive or offensive coordinator. Or C, some sort of conglomerate of like... um. You know, former former Power 5 coach who had some success but kind of flamed out and is looking for a new gig. Or, you know, current Power 5, uh, lower Power 5 head coach. You know, something like that, right? Little A, a little more unconventional. That's where Nebraska would be going. So I just I, I don't know if that would I, I don't know I don't know that you would need ten million dollars a year to pull that guy out of wherever you're pulling him out of. You know what I mean? Like I said, I want to hear from you guys four oh two four six four five six eight five. Um the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the starter Hammond text line. off the text line well with all this money does that mean coaches will get longer runways um my inclination would be no um you know it just means that they now we don't know the details of the contract the buyout is always key right what does that look like but you're telling me that i mean. We're, when we're talking about lo- longer runways, I mean, essentially what you're doing in the short term is lowering standards. That's not what you want to do. It's certainly not an option at a place like LSU, who's you know, two years removed from a national championship and just fired their coach. It's, that it's not going the right direction. I, I don't like the way it's going. We're done here. There's no reason to be beholden to this because you won a national championship. That's cutthroat. That's good. That's holding him that's holding to a standard. USC is in a little bit of a different climate, right? They've been middling for a while. Um, you know not at the not at the tip top of the sport for a while, but they understand the potential. They saw a window of opportunity and went after a guy. That's a little bit of a different climate. not as much not quite as much. you know, we' got to win now. So does Lincoln Riley get a longer runway? Yeah, but I don't know if it's because he has a bigger deal. It's just because the standards are, are different, right? What's the new Oklahoma? It, it I guess my, my answer to that would be, Texter, that it's just context, right? Who's the coach? Under what circumstances did you hire him? Yes, what does the money look like? But what are your program's expectations? What kind of goals are you setting out for yourself? Right, that, like that's that's kind of the answer to will there be longer runways? Not to be too vague about it. But if you think right, I mean, we we, we could shift it all back to Nebraska, you know, always as we do here on the show. But you could always shift it back to Nebraska. Look at look at. We know their situation's a little bit different, right? But Trev Alberts and, and the ADs before him, they, they. all you could do is make the best decision at the moment in time. And Trev's was, all right, let's hang on for one more year here. We'll see what happens after that. Obviously, we're giving you a chance here. So here's your shot. Come through. If not, we'll go a different direction. If so, great. This is option A. This is plan A. I mean, Plan A when you hire a coach is always, look, we want this, we want this to work. It's it's never with the intention of like, yeah, I guess we'll just hang on here and uh, we'll try it again in another four years when maybe there's some more guys available. I hope not, at least. I really hope not. Maybe we've seen examples of that somewhere, but you can always talk yourself in the, into the guy working. So, runways are just a result of kind of a conglomeration of all of that. You know what I mean? I'm um, off the text line here. I want to get to, once again, your guys' thoughts. It's out of control. For every coach that makes $10 million a year, nowadays there's another 30 coaches out there that can coach just as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, th- Hey, look, you're, you're preaching to the choir on that one. Um, there are... A lot of good coaches at all levels of the sport. Um, But what you really get paid for is when you've done it at the highest level. Once again, that's great news for programs like Nebraska. That's great news for programs like Virginia Tech. It's great news. And, and, And in a way, it's, you know, it's... While LSU could theoretically hire whoever they want to, um, they're almost beholden by their their fan base and their standards to like, well, we're LSU, we got to have a guy who's done it before. This Ed Orgeron thing was a mistake. Let's you know, let's get a guy who's had success at the highest level. And so they went out and got Brian Kelly. And I'm not. And I'm not trying to paint that out to be a bad thing, but the great news for programs like, you know, Nebraska and Virginia Tech come up because I think they're pretty similar in stature at the, at the way it is right now. And and Virginia Tech made a hire today. The great news for them is that there are coaches all across the country at all levels of the sport who can coach. That we just don't know about yet because they haven't had success at a major level. It exists. So when, just for future reference, and this is not the case right now, Nebraska's an offensive coordinator search, which is a little bit different. But for future reference, like, all of these, these qualities and, and things that they need in order to have success um, always get thrown out there for a potential new coach. Like, you need to have experience. I, it's nice obviously to say, Hey, there's some proof here. This is great. But at the, at at this level, man, you're trying to maximize what you have. It is about fit. It is about what the administration is going to give you. It's about organization. It's about recruiting. There's a lot of people out there who can run a great run a great program, really, truly. So there, there's your hope with that. Maybe Nebraska's maybe Nebraska has one still who's sitting in the chair right now. They got to figure it out. Odds are against them a little bit, but um, that that story's not over either. Um, let's see here. Off the text line, Lincoln Riley. Would not be a good hire at Nebraska because he couldn't survive and do well in the Big Ten. There's a reason he left to go to USC because he would not be able to do well in the SEC. And he can do all he is, is he could do well in the Big Twelve, uh in the Pac twelve, that's why he left. While the going was good and getting out was good for him, uh he would not survive in the Big Ten. I see, I'm I'm not I'm not totally convinced about that, but I understand what you're saying. I, I, I do. I get what you're saying. Like it's so much about the context of what's around you and what you need to do as a program in in the context of what's going on in your league, who you're playing, right? What you need to be. With that being said, you know, good hire is a good hire. And you give them the opportunity. You give them, Now, I mean, to that point, I mean, Scott Frost was at UCF and and came here and and maybe had some of those realizations that it's a little bit difficult in the Big Ten and, and maybe they were just too late or hasn't been able to execute on them. So, I don't know. Think about that as well. But I, I understand what you're saying. I think it's a fair point. Uh, Patrick says, I'd be okay with whoever's coaching as long as you bring in the director. From that Australian punting slash kicking school. Hey, man, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes for Nebraska to have a good punting and kicking game starting immediately. Yes. This is why, text line, this is why we have to do everything possible to make Frost successful. Any other coach that wins here will move on to another school. I think you need to give Scott at least two more years. Yeah, I don't know about the last part. Um but I, I do think and and Trev has said as much. I do think there are things that Nebraska can equip Frost, not necessarily things that they they can give him, but positions that they could put him in that would make him a more successful, uh, you know, a, a more effective leader. Basically, a more effective head coach. Yeah, I think there I think there are things that administratively Nebraska can do that Trev can help him with. Um unfortunately time's not on his side. You know? They would have had to show a little bit more, I think, over the over the last couple of years. Um and you're coming off a three and nine season. You know? <laughs> it can't just be blind like, hey uh, I mean two more years and then we'll like let let's just tune out for two more years. We'll check back in and we'll evaluate what's happened in the two years after. No, you can't say that. Right? So it's a, and this is the game, right? Coaches know this. It's constant evaluation, it is all the time. And you, you are being judged on everything, but most, mostly you're being judged on what happens on Saturdays. And what's happened on Saturdays so far hasn't been good enough for Nebraska. But I do think, I, I do think organizationally and just as a, as a structure of the Nebraska athletic department and the football program, they, and a wing of that being the football program, they could, um, you know, help shape that a little better for him. Frost has talked about it. He's had a lot of stuff on his plate. You know? So, um, Trev can help out there. He could be a little bit more of the face and the voice of, of the athletic department. And, um, Frost and Coach's football team, which is good. The more he's focused on that, the better, I think. All right, like I said, 402 5685 the Honda of Lincoln Hotline and the Sarder-Hammond text line. Also, feel free to join us on the Sarder-Hammond video stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, want more thoughts from you guys there. we got a couple more things I want to discuss today. Uh, we're also going to give away um, a gift box from our friends at Beatrice Bakery. We'll do that during the show as we got a couple nominations when I – when I said that out earlier. So thank you for sending those in and keep continue to do so, by the way, at the ticketfm.com. Um Please continue to do so there. We'll take your nominations for not just teachers, but um, anybody who's in need somewhat of a pick me up, need somewhat of a pick me up, but looking for first responders, um, you know, people in the medical field, stuff like that. Teachers, People will work for us, you know? Those are the preference. Um, 402-464-5685. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back more up next. Follow Connor and Mike on Twitter. At Connor Happer. At Mike J. Schaefer. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer